This Masters Predictions edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast Tailor Made Driver Giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all. All the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog, taking your sweet time because I was just finalizing the golf attire. Got the sick ass, authentic. Thanks yes. to thanks to our guy Steve Masters Polo. Looking got, fire. Got my shady rays on. Oh. You don't know if I'm ready to hit the golf course or the pool. <laughs> Shout out Stadium Swim. We will be there in 24 Tomorrow, hours. Yeah. Uh, well, thought, Ryan, you mentioned the tire. Oh, uh, hold on, let me finish. Okay. And just like uh, Coach Prime tearing up the offseason, he he motivated me too because it's important to look good, to play good, and I think when you play good, you get paid good. Golf, it, goes. it applies to golf. I I hear he's giving talks to the uh, go- Colorado Buffs golf team. <laughs> I don't know. He is. That, it's still unclear. I think he is still scared of their mascot, uh, uh, Ralphie. Not the old lady mascot, but the buff, the buff, the bison mascot. Yes, for sure. yes, very, very terrified. All right, Ryan, uh, we got an awesome show. We're going to be joined by the guys from the Golf Gambling Podcast in just a second. Go over some of our favorite bets, a DFS idol. Uh, just a ton of master stuff in general. But before we do that, uh, hopefully you are watching over at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast because you get to see the debut. Oh, do we uh, have music? Uh, no, we do not have music. Well, we, let's we see. do have music. Do we? I hope so. All right, let's see. Uh, sandbagging <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm trying to think of some good music that we could play. All right. You don't have the ma- so I'm, I'm assuming you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. All right, here we go. Sean is off camera. Oh, uh, Sean's off camera. But if you if you aren't watching, what you're missing out on is us putting on green jackets to football music. I mean, the fact that they got our size right, they show it was like an act of God. They showed up. To the championship studio. Oh, look at these fire green jackets. New address here. One championship <laughs> drive, baby. Let's go. With the Masters logo on it. Let's go. These are not officially licensed. <laughs> I got them off of eBay from a guy in Pakistan. 
I was, he really, he, I don't know what kind of operation he's running. He had no idea the masters was this week. Cause I ordered them and I'm like, dude, are they going to get here in time? He's like, they'll get there Friday. And I'm like, shit, what? we're going to be out in Vegas. That's not going to work. And I'm like, can you do anything? Can you get them here Tuesday? We're taping the master show on Tuesday. He's like, it's coming Friday. There's nothing I can do to expediate it. And then <laughs> Uh, and then it miraculously shows up. I get an email today. Your jackets oh. are here. They're ready to go. How good do you feel in this green? Good, uh, dude. I feel great. Um, you know. Oh wait, hold on. Sorry, I didn't realize we were buttoning them up. <laughs> I think I think a classy jacket like this, you got to button up. I can't wait to be wearing this and just a pair of swim trunks at Stadium Swim. That's going to be and a pair of Shady Rays. Shout out to Shady Rays. Dot com promo code SGPN. Get your. Fi- I mean, what a deal! They, like they, they just imagine if you're golfing, hanging by the pool, whatever it is. Shady Rays is the uh, sunglasses that I will be rocking all week. ShadyRays.com promo code SGPN. Fifty percent off of two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over two hundred thousand people. Love the Shady Rays. Can't wait to break them out to Las Vegas. It's gonna be an awesome, uh, and, awesome and sh- week. Worth noting, if you aren't Pauly, and w- weren't <laughs> able to win the contest, yes. we we uh, we did manage to uh, capture Josh, social media czar Josh. He's coming with us, so you're gonna get to actually see the visuals mm. of Sean. Uh, shirtless yes. with the green jacket on oh, and the pop. swim trunks and, the, and probably the Jalen Hurts uh, rare breed okay. untamed chain. I was so going to say it's, it's going to uh, be quite the outfit. I'll, I might be debuting the Burbank <laughs> Beavers jersey once again oh, after yeah. 15 years in retirement and m- potentially some underwater GoPro footage <laughs> for the snorkeling. So yes. everything's covered. Uh, with without further ado. <laughs> People are really here for the golf picks. They are. So let's uh, not let's stop messing around. A tradition unlike any other. Joining us now for his fifth year on the show, co-host of the Golf Gambling Podcast, Mr. Steve Shermer. What's happening, Steve? Guys, it is bringing a twinkle to my eyes seeing those green jackets there. I'm the fifth anniversary of me coming to this show. Where uh, I think Kramer put me in a body bag for my Ricky Fowler take, and I compared Justin Rose to a boring Top Chef dish. So we've come a long ways. Uh, I love the garb there. Uh, very Thank nice you. surprise for us, and great to be back again to break down the Masters. Fifth year, huh? Yes, time is yeah. uh, wow. time's flying. Steve's and, an OG. And speaking of OG, we got Boston Capper rocking the original. Now we do have the throwback shirts in the uh, in the merch store store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com that Jake just put up. Uh, those ones have like the old uh, old school like odds board with our logo on top I, of it. But I'm, this is like version one. I'm still even before that. I'm still looking for this. I know I have this logo somewhere. So yes. I, but but the old ones for now there I was able to find a couple perhaps oh, okay perhaps this could be something we we give away during draft I don't oh, know but some authentic some, decade some, old t shirts yeah decade old <laughs> I mean back when they made the cotton good you know what I mean joining us uh, co-host of the Golf Gambling Podcast Mister Boston Capper what's happening Capper 
What's up, boys? It's Masters Week, man. It's uh, nothing but good things, man. Nothing but it good is. things. It is. It uh, is. I've been enjoying. You guys have been really putting your nose to the grindstone, putting out a ton of episodes. You got videos, the Golf Gambling Podcast YouTube page popping off, tons of stuff over there. Steve's articles, like they're really deep into golf Twitter. Yeah, deep mixing it up with golf Twitter. You got a bunch of big guests on the uh, on the shows this week. So exciting things happening for oh, a guy named golf- Ryan. That's always a good sign. <laughs> yes, exactly. Must be a sharp guy. Golf gambling podcast. Um, Steve, I, I feel like we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but you of course were at the masters last year. Just give us a couple thoughts of, of what it's like to see the course in person. You get those pimento and cheese sandwiches at like a very reasonable $2. <laughs> they have $5 beers. I mean, rich people, you, you figured it all out. You even get cheap beer. It's really unfair, uh, but it sounds like a, you know, kind of on a lot of people's bucket lists when it comes to live sporting events. So walk us through what it's like uh, getting out and watching the masters live. Well, I, I think we we definitely talked about it on the show that uh, I think Sean, either Sean or Ryan, you've been to Augusta, Georgia, yes, and basically the surrounding area around Augusta is just fast food restaurants, yeah. chains, all of that stuff. But then you enter the pearly white gates, and literally, it is kind of the pearly white gates. It, it definitely has the vibe of going to Disney World. It's got the security guards, you know, the metal detectors, all that. But and it's just pristine, clean. You w- walk down this winding path for about a mile or so, and then you finally get to about the driving range, the merchandise tent, and then just going to Augusta National. Just it's everything it's cut out to be. You know, I mean, like it, it, TV doesn't even do justice with just how beautiful the piece of property is. Um, I was able to go walk around the golf course. Um, you know, look at every single hole, look at all the greens. It just it it's wild. Uh, and just you know, as far as like the amenity go, the amenities of the place goes. Uh, you're right. I mean, like the, you know, the food is really cheap, but it's actually pretty good. The pimento cheese sandwiches. Uh, I was a big fan of those. Uh, they get <laughs> you through the line. They get you through the line very quick. It's almost like they got air traffic controllers, either in the bathrooms or the concession stands. Like you're in and out very quickly in both those places. It just, it was a wonderful experience and all the green jackets just, they're there to just make sure you have fun. So I definitely, if you can ever get a chance to go to the gust, uh, the masters, obviously take it. Um, it definitely was, uh, one of the highlights of my life. Old guy nod to Steve right there. That the, the like, and like once you start noticing line efficiency, which by the way, I'm with you there. In and out of that bathroom, beautiful it's, thing. When I when I get to a youth sporting event and they have some intelligent people working in the parking situation, I am stoked. Cause yeah. I, I mean that's that's what it's all about. Making sure people have a good I mean honestly the I, I do think it's an easy way. Like the value that they lose and not Overcharging people on food, they gain in PR dollars because people are like, "Oh, how look how sweet those th- those people down there in Georgia are." <laughs> Meanwhile, you get there and it's basically a Vegas casino dropped on like a a relatively shitty city within Georgia. No offense to Augusta, not somewhere I'd want to visit if there wasn't a golf course there. And I stupidly <laughs> thought I was going to be able to see the fucking golf course just cruising on by. Nope. It's a prison, basically, with the walls, the walls and the trees. Like, good luck getting a getting a picture of it. Now, now you anyway. mentioned, you mentioned the cuisine. Uh, <laughs> it is always fun to talk about the Masters dinner every year. Obviously, the uh, former champ gets to select the menu. Of course, uh, Bubba Watson, Ryan, who uh, notably was like our first major hit when it comes to uh, picking a major. I think this was all the way back in 2013, but uh, his, his master's dinner is like an all time, uh, you know, 
by all accounts, not low. His, yeah, not all low. By, they're not low. <laughs> all by all account, it was the worst one. It was a Caesar salad, grilled <laughs> chicken, green beans, mashed potato, corn, macaroni and cheese, cornbread. Now, and can you get some of them Olive Garden breadsticks there? He follows too. it up with confetti cake and vanilla ice cream. And I said to my buddy, we were talking about this. I go, this sounds like something I would try and make uh, for a date in college. Like, hey, I'm pulling out all the stops. I got the Foreman grill. I grilled some chicken. I got a Caesar salad kit. Like, it, it, hilarious of all the things you could. Like, what's his last meal? Like a uh, a pizza from Pizza Hut. Like, what is this guy doing? Uh, but I love him, Capper. Uh, what would you? I, I'd love your take. Uh, you guys hit on it a little bit, but what would you do for your master's dinner if you ever won? <laughs> so I listen. I, I Steve called this the TGI Friday, uh, the Scotty's <laughs> meal, right? Like it is what it is. But there's nothing better than a good bone-in ribeye. Like, yeah. sorry, Kramer, there isn't. There's nothing better than. No, a bone I agree with that. I have no problem with that take, Scotty. Look, yeah, yeah bone-in ribeye, and then he also, if you want, like Ryan, uh, there's some fish available. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't even do that. Fuck that. You got to eat the meat, and uh, <laughs> uh, maybe a little lobster mac. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that's you can never go wrong yeah, with lobster the mac. Northeast and him coming out. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's a baby fucking wheel. What about man. you, Steve? What would be your go-to meal for the master's dinner? You know, there's a little place called Utica, New York up here that I used to go to for uh, my day job as a CPA. I used to go there for work and uh, they have some of the best Italian food I've ever had there. They got a, you know, a couple of Utica uh, specials like Utica greens, basically it's sauteed escarole, uh, cherry peppers, prosciutto. It's it just, it's a really good appetizer. Uh, uh, chicken riggies, basically just a rigatoni with a you know spicy vodka sauce. Uh, they oh. have really good Italian desserts there. Uh, like, you know, there's a really famous uh, uh, cannoli place there. I'd probably uh, get there. Yeah. That's probably what I would, uh, I would get there. Uh, for my little champions yeah, dinner. I mean, obviously, you got to import. Upstate New York quietly has really good uh, Italian food. Oh, where do you think the Guineas who are running away from the mob and we just went north yeah, a little? Yeah, bit, right? Rome. I I lived briefly in Rome, New York. So yeah, there's, there's I mean, some good uh, Utica. I, I mean, what Utica? That was actually one of the first sporting events I went to. Was the Utica Devils, uh, their minor league team. Ithaca, uh, Utica. Yeah, good time. And, and shout out to Rome. I mean, Rome. I. You ha- actually had a a, a friend like a friend's relative in Rome. We would stop there <laughs> on the way to the Turning Stone in mm-hmm. uh, outside of Syracuse. There, anyway, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm with Steve. Italian all day. Yeah, import. Well, it's because you're a dirty guinea, and that's yeah. what you want to eat. <laughs> import some 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 sort. I mean, if you, here's the thing though: if you're getting local cuisine, it's got to be for for someone who's gone to. I've eaten more than one meal in Augusta. You got to go barbecue. Mm. You just got to lean in, um, go hard south, like southern. Fucking barbecue. Get some collard green. Like get the get all the regular shit because with lots of lard, like pork and beans, all of that shit. City's overweight. Yeah. Eat the bad shit because that's what they cook good down there. Yeah, right. They got good chefs in the back. It's not like they're they're yeah, hiring if, if you're getting, down if, the street to fucking gotta, cook the meal. Well, I, I mean, if you got a proper Italian uh, coming in. I mean, again, you're catering that many ribeyes. Don't you got to worry? Like, it's hard to cook that many steaks. I guess I would, I would push back. Italian, Why is it hard to cook that many steaks? It push back that it's, it might be a well, little easier. You don't easier. know what kind of grill they got at the uh, Augusta there. But again, if they're doing, if they're doing wagyu and like tomahawk chops, they, they yeah, they fuck can, yeah, they yeah, can figure go. that out. Hey, listen, I, listen, Italian food is probably my favorite food. Like, uh, as far as like the the breadth of the food that you would that yeah. you. You would have Obviously. to give up by if you could never eat Italian food again, you'd be screwed. And cannoli is possibly the best dessert on earth. So I don't, I don't hate the Italian take. Either. I will say, if you guys figure, I mean, it, there might be a nice segment in here where we do 
like some sort of food review mixed in with a golf course. Like <laughs> I, I, maybe I, fucking wheel, I enjoyed man. hearing Steve talk about Italian food. It kind of it fit like a little food critic there. Well, I mean, yeah, I he's, mean, he's, he's he dives deep. Steve dives deep. Whether sauce. it's you know undulating grass uh, that are getting pushed around by sub air or you know cannolis, the guy the guy is well researched. He which, knows his stuff. Which, by the way, I mean to pass. I mean. Obviously, this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but uh, a, a former colleague of mine reached out uh, unsolicited to let me know that the golf guys that we had working for us actually knew their shit. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations, guys! You've made nice. it. You've a, you actually. I guess we, he doesn't think we know our shit, but no. he thinks you that's guys why know. We, that's why we got their shit. That's so. why we got the pros. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's, moving along. Let's uh let's start talking about the uh let's uh, let's talk about this tournament. Uh start with the big dogs, Rory McElroy, uh Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, obviously uh some of the favorites here mm. up at up at the top. Let's start there. If you had to pick one or actually, why don't we do this? Uh this, we'll start with Steve. Of those top three, how would you rank those top three? I mean, it's tough. I mean, considering all those guys are playing excellent golf, um, they all pop in all the stack cards. Like they're head and shoulders above everybody. So, I think if I had to rank them, um, I think I'm probably going Rory McIlroy number one. I really like what I saw out of match play. He was having a little trouble with his driver, having a little trouble with his uh, putter. Uh, Swap those out, made a couple of equipment tweaks, and the, both of them were really good at the match play. And look, I mean, like, I think everybody wants Rory to win this thing. It would be the fairy tale ending, but it seems like all signs are kind of pointing to Rory doing very well and winning this master between the weather report and has his form pricing Rory. Number one, uh, I think I'm going to take Rom number two, uh, you know, especially with like the DFS perspective, I think seems like he's getting a little bit of less ownership than some of those other two. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of gotten lost a little bit in the shuffle, but uh, if he's got the driver back, uh, he's been struggling a little bit with that, you know, match that with good long iron play, really good around the green, great history here at Augusta, uh, probably go with him number two. And then three Scotty Scheffler. I, I just, I, I don't think he's going to repeat. So, and there's also a possibility his putter could get cold and maybe, you know, he barely squeaks in for a top 10. So uh, probably Rory Rom and Scheffler for me, if I had to rank them. What about you capper? How would you, how would you uh, break down the big dogs going into the tourney? So I've been having nightmares about fucking Rory for like a week. I literally can't like I'm literally dreaming about it. I'm not My favorite lying, part about uh, your guys show is just where uh, Steve's like listing off some his trends and some stats and some information <laughs> and Capper's just like I can't do it. It's tearing me apart. I'm going to be I'm going to be up in the middle of the night tossing and turning. I don't know who to bet on. What's going on? I can't. Oh, I got it. I got the ulcer already. I'm picking between these two guys. You're making good points, Steve. You're like you're torturing him by uh, as a fellow degenerate, I know what's happening is like yeah. he's just thinking of more and more bets to place in his head as Steve's yeah. like laying out solid cases. It's and at dumb. some point, it's like a Jenga thing where there's too many bets in his head and it topples over. I, he loses it. I think it's more diabolical than that. I think Steve understands oh, Steve, it, how, yeah. to, how to create these mental <laughs> gymnastics. He cappers. knows what uh, what's uh, you know uh, switches to flip for Capper, and it's it's a uh, high yeah. entertainment. What's wrong, honey? Nothing. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, uh, what Steve said, I texted him during the match play. I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" Because he, like he said, he, he made the equipment change, and his driver was an absolute fucking weapon during match play. It was incredible. 
what he was doing with that. And then at him actually making putts. And I hate Rory. I fucking hate him. I don't want to bet him. I don't like him. Like I just don't, but I just have this feeling that he's going to fucking win. I was literally just a deer in headlights for outright. The rest of my CAD was done. I couldn't figure out what, what I wanted to do with the short numbers. I ended up just getting bullied into Rory and my own fear of Rory just ruining the masters for me and him winning. Like, I'm not even gonna be happy if he wins if I have money on it. Like I'm just I'm still gonna be miserable. Um, so I, I did see a bet out there, and actually when I looked this morning, it was plus two forty. Scheffler, McElroy, Rom, one of them wins versus the field. It's now down to plus two oh five. I mean, but again, like for me, that's just not a fun way to bet golf. If I'm gonna take something that's like in the you know, like minus one ten to two hundred range. It would be like some matchup bets or, well, or you, stuff like that. Like just picking three guys that are all the favorites to win a tournament. I mean, just, to, it's just not fun. So the math would say that just means just bet that, all three. Just bet yeah. all three. You're gonna end up with more money. Yeah, the that's ma- probably even a better. Uh, the approach. math would suggest this is they like what 30, 30 somewhat thirty two percent chance that one of those guys wins the tourney. In reality, it's probably like closer to forty, right, Steve? Like. Probably. Win equity for those three. Right, so there, yeah. there, you, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Great value bet then. <laughs> nah, but just, just bet all fucking three. Bet all three yeah. at hundred bucks. I mean, one anytime, of them hits, you're still gonna make more money than you would at plus two. Again, I don't know if you guys saw, but like for the national tournament or uh, the national championship, uh one of some book had like a same game parlay. Oh, saw that where it was price it was priced at plus three ten. And one of the bets in there was the like San Diego State Aztecs, which were plus three twenty alone, and then they had Criminals. like two other legs. So anytime, so anytime someone has like a prepackaged same game parlay, you're saying it's not good. Uh, I mean, there are well, there actually sometimes there are like if they give you a boost on something, sometimes there are. But obviously, like do the math on the numbers before placing the bet. So listen to this yeah. one because we see this all the time with Scheffler, McElroy, Rom, Spieth, Cantlay, JT, Finau, Dustin Johnson, minus one ten versus the field. Oh, it's, no, it's terrible. It's I, awful. It's not. It's basic. Anyway, we can move along. I just. I've been slowly what? trolling through. I did learn one thing through my cousin from Steve that uh, I I did already smash. So we'll save. That. I'll tease that to the end of the show. I've already oh, okay. smashed. Is, it, is that what is that what Mush texted me about earlier today? If I had uh, access to it, I uh, maybe hey, I might have might have been related to him looking to get uh, action down on something. Uh, well, of course, it's not a Masters or major uh, golf episode without talking about our boy Tiger Woods. Ryan was just—I mean, I—you would swear Ryan was already on the sword vitality the way he was reacting to seeing Tiger Woods walking around, walking the course, getting ready to go. Ryan's like, "Is he? Are we watching draft coverage? He looks like a middle linebacker. This guy's ready to go." Well, all right, hold. First of all, you know, uh, if you've ever been to a horse track with me, I like to see the horses walk out on the paddock to get an idea of what yeah. kind of uh, two things. What do they look? What's the build look like? And how do they, how do the nerves look? And so obviously we know how tiger's nerves work. He's he mentally fucking everyone, but I think watching him and again, just the practice round, he was wearing a long sleeve kind of thin long sleeve sweater, but he looked much wider in both the front to back and side to side in the shoulder area than Rory McIlroy, but and Rory's not a small guy. I, I, Rory, I think the go- Rory is a small guy. Rory's like five, nine, the golf, the golf guys can, can that's not small. Can it, 
But no, no, no listen, I mean, buddy, listen, you, you know how tall I am. He's still a small but, guy. But in terms of build, I'm saying. And so when yeah. I saw Tiger, just I, I don't, I'm not following golf super closely, obviously. And I know that he <laughs> took, he took, la- he didn't play last. He's, he's been preparing for the Masters. But goddamn, I was getting excited looking how uh, physically built he looked. He, a little <laughs> stiff, I'd say, but he definitely looked strong as fuck. And I think based on my research, driving the ball far is going to matter. No, that, that is always a key. And I know uh, Steve was mentioning in particular with the weather, you know, the guys with the distance um, obviously helps them out, but sword vitality. You think tiger ever used the sword vitality? Oh God, pray for the, pray, pray for the Perkins waitress. How else do you, how else do you get had for a Perkins waitress? Uh, Steve tiger woods. What do we got for him? You, you well, I, mean, I, I, I think the reason why he's so, you know, muscularly jacked up top is because, I mean, he has to skip leg day because of what happened to his leg. Oh, I mean, yeah. If he did a squat, nice. he probably would, you know, fold like, you know, yeah. break like toothpicks right at that point. But look, I mean, like we kind of saw a little bit of this about how strong and, you know, how far he's in the golf ball back at Riviera. I mean, he was driving it past JT, you know, that mm. whole time. And like, I mean, you know, tampon he, did, he hit the ball, he hit the ball oh, very yeah. well that yeah, he hit the ball very well that week. Uh, Riviera is also not a very easy walk. Uh, you know, you, you just, you know, look back at last year, the weather was pretty cold. I had concerns about his back and his legacy because, you know, based on, you know, it's really hilly. It's a tough walk. He survived. He went all four rounds. The first two rounds actually look kind of warm and humid. So I think that back is going to be loose. Uh, the fact that he did really well at Riviera a couple, uh, uh, months ago, you know, I mean, like, I don't have huge expectations for him. I think if we get a top 20 out of him, I think that's gravy. Uh, if he makes the cut, that's going to be good for everybody. Uh, I mean, there's some props you can get out there. I've seen an over under 39 and a half uh, on his finishing um, on his finishing uh, position at the Masters. You know, it seems kind of fair. I mean, there's always some fatigue that could happen with him as the weekend goes on. Might get a little cold, too. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I, I think if he just makes the cut, that's a good uh you know, ah. expectation for him. And you know, anything after that is probably gravy. Get a yeah. little soft over here on tiger <laughs> after that. Well, and, yeah. and, and, uh, <laughs> uh, I know the masters, if, if people don't realize it's notoriously and Steve, you can speak to this. It's notoriously like super hilly and it is, it is actually a tough course to walk. So tiger gutted it out last year, but again, he's got to do it. Um, you know, another four rounds, this year. So obviously that kind of adds to it, but Capra, where are you at with tiger on this year? I mean, he's definitely making the cut, right? I mean, so the problem is that that number is juiced to fucking death. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would, what, what was the juice at for the top 40, Steve? Well, I mean, it was just over under 39 and a half. I think it was minus 110 both ways. Then I'd take I'd take the fucking under. Like, I think you could finish top 40. Because you gotta think there's only 88 guys in this field. You can write off 15 corpses uh of the old guys who still go around and, and bunt the ball around. So I mean, really, you're asking him to beat, you know, 30 guys. This is a course that he knows better than anybody else. Nobody expected him to win uh in 2019. And he and he was able to win. Now, obviously, he's had the accident and everything since then. But dude, he's he he's historically blown at Riviera and and showed up and did okay. And I, yeah, I would absolutely take a Tiger top forty um, at Augusta. So place I, he knows I, better. Than it it is it is hilarious, like all the uh, Tiger related props that people that that are out there just to like kind of suck you into betting on Tiger. Oh yeah, Bo- bogey free round in the tournament that's yeah. plus three eighty to me. Yeah, no. So, so yeah. to bet on him to Absolutely finish in, inside Absolutely the top not. forty is plus one ten. Another yeah, fun way it. to play Tiger is for, uh, first hole a par bogey birdie. Uh, bogey, I, 
bogeys. Yeah. Plus- so he, so he notoriously struggles on that hole. Now it's going to be kind of favorable for him that day. I think he's going to get a little bit of a tailwind on that hole. So maybe hit it past that uh, first bunker on the right there, but yeah, he usually gets off to a rocky start. Uh, but if he can manage to par that, uh, I mean, the par five is right there uh, on the second hole. So and it's, and if, you know, considering there's not gonna be a whole lot of wind, it's gonna be warm on Thursday. I mean, maybe he can, ca- he can catch an early birdie. Uh, to get to minus one and maybe cash a little bit at uh plus odds there on that prop. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, first hole event. So you bogey is plus two twenty five just for the first hole. Is that, are you saying yeah, that well, that potentially is a, hmm? I, I like it. What's Pat? Pat is minus, minus one eighty. Minus Go the cat. Yeah. 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 Pa, yeah pa I, would, I would take bogey. Fuck it. Take bogey. And birdies plus six fifty. Yeah. He's uh, not birdie in the first hole. Now, obviously, besides Tiger, uh, one thing that's new this year is that the live golfers, the the live guys, live and let live. They're uh, they're here. They're like the they're like the bad guys. They they remind me of like the Those hippies from San Francisco, <laughs> like the you know in Karate Kid, like the opposing mm. dojo. They just like roll into town. They're supposed yep. to be better than everyone else. They're wearing like black shirts. You know, gonna cause some trouble. Well, Rory has squashed some of his beefs. Obviously, played a practice round with Brooks. You know that, yeah. Sean, big golf insider. Oh, I, I, but. It sounds like Bryson still Tiger still not talking to Bryson. Another reason why he's he's back to mentally fucking. Well, and, and it's probably because Bryson can squat more than Tiger, and you know he was showing him up at the gym, making him look bad. Um, I don't know. I still don't know what happened to Bryson. Uh, maybe he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of weirdos on the golf course that still figure it out. He's he's totally unraveled. Uh, Capper, start with you. What's your what's your take on the live guys as a group? I know there's some props. Like uh, I think I saw will a live golfer win the masters that was sitting at like plus no. 500 plus 600 any no. value or any of the live golfers you like. So uh, first of all, let, let's just say uh, once again, that's why these sports books that aren't legit are fucking crooks. Just bet a random live guy. Yeah. At five to one, like, like get the fuck out of here. Like we talk <laughs> about the shortest number is, is DJ at this point. Cause I think Cam Smith has drifted past 30 and get DJ at 28. Um, yeah, I mean, I like him for some positional stuff. I'm targeting some of these guys who I think are just dust anyway. Like Mickelson, I bet to miss the cut uh, at plus one thirty five. Uh, I'm targeting uh, Phil against another live guy, uh, Schwartzel uh, over Phil, just because Phil just looks so bad. I don't know if you guys saw the Masters picture, but he looks like he, <laughs> he, he looks like uh, Tyrone from the the Chappelle Show. Like he's he's <laughs> he's he's, hit, he's hitting that fucking crack, man. Like he he does not look good. Y'all got um, any more of those green jackets? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, I, mean, I was, I was kind of, again, as a, as a square golf better, I was kind of keeping an eye on, on betting uh, Brooks Kepka Cause there were some prices out it. there um, at like a hundred to one, but now it's down to like 35 to one right. to me. It's a, it's a total stay away now. But when it was a hundred to one, I was, I was, I was like, oh, I should get down on this. And I never pulled the trigger, but now Remember, at like 35 to one, I, I don't even think that's uh, that appetizing. I have a Remember how we were talking about those plus C uh, closing line values. You nerds on yeah. golf Twitter. Oh, like, nice. Yeah, that was it. Oh, look, I got a hundred to one. Congratulations. He just won a shitty event in a terrible golf course in Orlando. It doesn't mean he's going to win Augusta. 
Oh, like, interesting. Okay. Like Steve always says, put it on your fridge. It'll look nice. Oh man, I, I got I got a multiple pivots happening. Good thing I made three DFS lines. Yeah, right? you're, we're which, getting the, we're getting which, the answer card. Well, at which, least for some of us. Which, by the way, uh, Phil Phil Mickelson is 100% seeing the same uh, doctors in Germany or Cuba or wherever as Tom Brady. It's the same. It's the same level of face shrinking and just like general. You, you look like when my, when I came. You know when you when you see your mom after not seeing her for a while, if she's Italian and she goes, "You look skinny." Or have you eaten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what Phil looks like because he's not he's not skinny all the in all the places. You know what I mean? No, he's skinny but fat. He, he's definitely skinny in the face. Yeah, yeah, skinny, like anyway, oddly sorry. oddly skinny in certain uh, spots. Sean caught me, but I was doing a lot of watching of practice round footage, <laughs> trying to get an Good. edge. Looking uh, at these, these thoroughbreds walking around the paddock. Uh, Steve, what about you? I know from from listening to some of the shows, you've been kind of out on the live guys as a group. But if you had to pick a live guy, who do you like, or do you like any sort of matchup stuff? Live guys going against them, or it, it seems to me, yeah. What's your take on them? Yeah, I mean, I, th- there are some live guys on my card, mostly just positionals because I, you know, I found some, you know, good price on a couple of guys I like it plus odds. Figure with a top twenty or so, that gets a little bit of leeway uh, to maybe you know, like you know, still capture that prop, you know, with more positional places where they that can hit. So, I mean, I I think Dustin Johnson of all the live guys probably the one that could just flip on the light switch at any given point. Uh, I also like the fact that he's done very well at different types of masters, either cold firm masters or, you know, ones that get a lot of rain, it plays longer. So the fact that we're going to get kind of get a lot of really weird weather this weekend where it starts with really warm and muggy gets really cold on the weekend. The fact, I feel like he's pretty adaptable for that place. I like him just for like a top 20. And then, you know, I kind of like Patrick Reed too. I feel like over the, if he survives a cut over the weekend, this might be a tournament where it's going to be hard to hit greens and, you know, and just watching him, his short game is still amazing. He still is, does have, um, you know, he's still got some fire in him. You know, he went toe to toe with Rory back in January at a pretty, you know, uh, difficult golf course with a really strong field. So I, I feel like he's also somebody where, you know, like, you know, maybe he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He always does um, to <laughs> go out and show well this, this week. And he's got a really good track record at the Masters. So, you know, maybe find a position on him uh, and DJ. Otherwise though, I'm just not really impressed by anybody else on live. I'm not really, you know, buying anybody coming to the Masters, you know, with such a limited amount of rounds under their arsenal since January and just actually like showing well. So, you know, of the live guys, probably those two are my favorite, but otherwise it's probably a big pass for me. Uh, I, I I have enjoyed Steve referring to the golf course last week as a cow pasture <laughs> or a cow patch. I forget. Yeah, he was it. really talking trash. And, and he's from there. upstate New York, so he understands what a shitty cow pasture looks like. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be a dig at upstate New York, but they're large bugs and big cow pastures up there. All right, uh, we're we're gonna talk. Uh, well, yeah, let's we'll talk weather, listener questions, and then we'll Ooh. get to uh, some DFS. So if you're if you're watching live in the YouTube <clears> chat, fire away some questions. I see the queue already filling up with a bunch of uh, good ones here, but we'll ask the guy. We'll get to some of those. That's genius to shorten the the uh, DFS idle portion so they can't make <laughs> us feel bad. I can only my feelings ca- my feelings can't be heard not with this yeah. awesome jacket. Uh, a Moonoff <laughs> Moonoff in the chat said, "Look at these green jackets. Are these guys serious?" Yes, Moonoff. I'm extremely serious with my uh, custom knockoff Masters jacket that came from Karachi, Pakistan. Uh, yes, a hundred percent serious. 
All right, let's get to it, Steve. I know you're the uh, you're the weather guru on the show, so uh, let's talk about it. What do we got? And also explain explain sub air for some golf <laughs> amateurs who might not know when you talk sub air on the podcast what you're talking about. I I don't want to explain. It. I feel like you can do a better job explaining sub air <laughs> and then the weather report. All right. Well, I feel like I should probably like put a green screen behind me and uh, take <laughs> oh, a step back and start looking at radar and jet streams and all that stuff because that's basically what I did on Sunday. So, you know, I, if you look at my article, I went on a deep dive about the weather history of Augusta National, how different climates and temperatures and conditions basically affect the scoring there. So, just a brief summary of kind of what we're in store this week. So, it's going to start at well, coming into the Masters, it's gotten a lot of rain so far this year. Uh, so the golf course naturally is going to be a little soft. Now, uh, you know, there is sub air. So basically what sub air is, it's a vacuum system underneath uh, the greens and certain parts of each fairway. It's not under all the fairway, but it's only in the low lying spots to, you know, where water accumulates. It's, you know, a lot of people think automatically it's sub air. Oh, well, you know, just turn it on. It'll play firm. Everything's fine. That's not exactly how sub air works. All sub air does is just make a plain surface playable. It takes the standing water and sucks it beneath the surface. But in order to really firm up a golf course, you need low humidity, you need sun, you need wind, basically to sweep all that away and get all the moisture really out of it. That's the only way to get Augusta National truly firm. And we haven't really gotten that this week. It rained overnight last night. Uh, Today was kind of cloudy. It's been really humid, so a lot of the moisture is still going to stay in the turf. I expect this to be pretty soft coming out. And one of the things that does, you know, if the turf, if the turf conditions are soft, not only does it make the greens a little more receptive, it's going to play very long and they've lengthened a a hole, not hole number 13 this year. That's going to be very tough to get there in two. That's the par five that, you know, bends around the, uh, uh, around Ray's Creek there. So, you know, the fact that it's going to play very long, it's probably going to be a little advantageous to longer hitters. Um, you know, and then the first couple of days is going to be pretty warm, uh, considering the fact we're going to have, you know, humid conditions, warm, soft golf course. I expect scores to be pretty good. Doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot of wind, but then things get interesting. It's going to start really raining a lot over the weekend, have some thunderstorms. It's really going to be kind of a crapshoot if, you know, if this is going to be a Monday finish, when are they exactly going to start and stop? It's going to get really cold though. And that's one of the things about the masters that when the temperature drops, the ball really doesn't carry at all. So you're already at a golf course. that's going to play already long. You you drop the temperatures where the ball basically dies in the air. You know, you see at these masters sometimes that, you know, that really starts favoring guys who hit it a long ways or have a really good short game or, you know, or really good with a long iron. So that's kind of who I targeted this week. Guys who have a combination of length, really good short game, really good with their long irons. Kind of that's usually, you know, the boiler point template of what to do with this place. But I think that's based on the conditions. I think that's really going to just emphasize how important those skills are this year. Love it. Hey, perfect transition. We're coming out soft. Yeah, let's get. <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to avoid coming out soft, you're looking for length in all sorts of conditions. You got to head over to swordvitality.com. Sword Vitality. Oh man. Uh again, self-care is cool, being manly is cool. You already take care of the manscaping. Why not also take care of the plumbing with Sword Vitality? Impotence affects 40% 
of men by age 40, 70% of men affected by age 70. Again, if you listen to a golf podcast, Hey, maybe there's a chance, you know, your, your five wood is in, uh, isn't getting as long as it used to be. Don't worry. Sword vitality has you covered. It's not a big deal. It can increase blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Sword vitality can even increase uh, your stamina. You don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. And go to swordvitality.com. Use promo code SGPN for a nice discount at checkout. Swordvitality.com, promo code SGPN. And of course, if you haven't already entered the Golf Gambling Podcast Tailor Made Driver Giveaway, you are missing out. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Very easy to enter the contest. And as always, the contest is completely free. So sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Driver, we got some questions uh, coming here in the YouTube chat. I'll start with you, Capper. Siwoo yes. Kim, what do you think yes. of him oh boy, for this Masters? I, I I feel like you've had takes on him in previous episodes. <laughs> Siwoo Kim, uh, Faustino saying he likes him at one twenty-five to one. But what's your take on him DFS outright, just in general? What, what do you like about Kim this week, or do you? So, so so yeah, no, no. Listen, I always like see who came. I, I I have him a first round leader, uh, sixty to one. I don't like him to win the whole thing. Um, he he's more consistent than he's been recently, but he's got a bunch of whole hump performances here. Even when he broke his driver and putted with a fucking five wood, uh, he still did all right. Uh, <laughs> um, and I love Siwoo. I really do. I just one ten. I don't know if he if the weather turns this shitty and it's going to be a slog. I don't know if he has the patience for it. If I'm being yeah. honest and. Um, you know, and, and he really, he's been kind of blah, you know, since, I mean, I guess the Phoenix, even like, it's just kind of like, you know, some top thirties, some top forties, nothing great. But what I do like about Cebu is he's always aggressive. Um, and that's why I like him for a first round leader, uh, because he doesn't, he doesn't care where the pin is. He doesn't care what the danger is. He's going to shoot for the pin. And that's why he ends up going low, uh, in rounds a lot. So I like him in that and DFS. I mean, it's just, it's going to come down to ownership. I mean, he's around, uh, a couple he's, he's right above. Tiger, um, below Keegs and answer. Like he's, he'll probably be one of the chalkier guys, 75 and below it'll be Siwu and shit. looks like Mito's even catching some steam now, but yeah, this, he was going to be popular in DFS. So, uh, Steve, how say you on Siwu Kim? Yeah. I mean, I kind of echo the same sentiments as my co-host says. I mean, he's been pretty good. The masters, a lot of the things that I'm looking for, for a guy to do well this week, he kind of checks a lot of those boxes. Doesn't have a ton of length, but he hits his long irons very well. He's been hitting those very well this year. And just in his career, he's done pretty well from hitting, but from about 152, 25, really good around the green too. And I think that's probably why he's been so successful at this place because really good with the long irons are good around the green. You're really always going to contend here. So, I mean, he's on my betting card. I found a good price on a top 30 plus 145. If you want to get a little more aggressive than that, you definitely can get probably close to like 225 or 250 for a top 20, maybe even over four to one or five to one on a top 10. So uh, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he's going to show well. And there's definitely some options with some positional prices where you can add that to your card at some pretty good plus money, you know, and you know, I think that's got a good chance of hitting. Yeah. You know, so he was, he was my last guy out on my top twenties. I was able to get a, a plus two twenty five um, with a no dead heat. I just, I, I couldn't pull the trigger. I already had a first round leader and I don't know. See, see was kind of burnt me lately. 
I feel now, like with us, the, uh, with us in Vegas, Sean, we're, we might have to figure out a way to get an analog cheat sheet for all our bets. <laughs> uh, laminated, of course, oh, because yeah. we will be by the pool. I'm sure Derek has a lamination machine in yeah, the cabana his, to it, make sure we don't. His get NFL it. schedule grid. He's got that laminated. So Derek and uh, Circa have access to laminators. We can confirm that. Um, someone uh, I know, Cameron Kerr, po- uh, producer mm. on the Golf Gambling Podcast. He's all in on Jordan Spieth. Uh, this this uh, noted attorney, Cowboys noted Cowboys fan. He's he's had a decent run um, of first round leaders. He actually was a first round leader uh, a couple times: 2015, 2016, 2018. Uh, he's also led at the uh, Sony Open. So is he someone you're putting on your first round leader card, Jordan Spieth capper? And and do you like him overall? Yeah. So uh, he was uh, the first guy I talked about on the first round leader video I put out. He's been first round leader three times here. Um, He's also on another great trend since 2015. Um, Everybody's gone off uh, for the first round leader in the PM, except for the COVID year. Uh, And the only time the AM guy won it was Jordan Spieth. And he's 25 Mm. to one. yeah, I mean, I can't ask for anything better than that. Uh, Spieth is a staple in the first round leader betting. Uh, he's just he's he loves to fucking go low. Uh, I like him outright too, and not the fucking stupid reason Cam does because it's Easter and and he wins <laughs> and he's on won Easter. he's won multiple times on Easter. Yeah. So you don't think yeah. that matters? You're not an Easter guy. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not an Easter guy. Uh, okay. My kid, it's, it's the worst holiday. It's literally the worst holiday. You know, like oh, ham and what? eggs. Love no, rabbits. ham's the fucking worst. Ham is the worst holiday food. Yeah, it is. It is probably lower on the power rankings. No, you can. You ha, you're the adult now, though, Capper. You can make a change. Yeah, in our yeah, house, no, we don't I did. I would do. Easter. So my in-laws asked, like, "Are we gonna do ham and ham?" I was like, "Can we do ham and something else?" Because I just can't fucking do it. I don't like the ham. The, yeah, uh, let's let's get you something and, else. <laughs> the uh, yeah, listen, I love I love I love Spieth. I like I like him outright. I like Spieth a lot this week, but it's not the narratives. And listen, I love Cameron. I'm breaking his balls. Um, it, it's uh, I think it's a good play. Uh, he should have more than one jacket here. He missed the cut last year, completely <laughs> unexpectedly. Uh, him and Xander, so uh, I like a good bounce back spot for him. Uh, run quick. We do have a question about um, Bet three sixty five getting about a super boost for Tiger Ooh. to make the cut at plus one hundred. I mean, I'm oh, seeing other wow. places at like minus one seventy five. Steve, that seems like a something you would have to jump on, right? Plus one hundred for Tiger to make the cut. I mean, look, like anytime on any of these books kind of offer one of those juiced odds like that to entice you to bet entice you to betting, like I'm always skeptical yeah, of always. that. But look, but the like, price I, is I, better, right? I mean Right. I mean, yeah, the price is better. And you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, if you got something like on Tiger Woods just to kind of root for him go for it at that point. I mean, like I've been on the side of having bets against tiger, uh, most notably in 2019 when he won, uh, I fun. was the guy actually not happy because I had Kepka and I had Xander and I did not want everybody to be happy. I only, I wanted to be happy and it didn't work out for me. So at that point I kind of just said, you know what? I'm not going to, it's either no bets on tiger or bet something like that. So the fact that we're often plus money to just root for a guy, it's going to be fun if he's around for the weekend, just, you know, throw a few, you know, Throw some money at it, see what happens. I, I would agree with Steve. I'm, do you guys agree with me? It's like when these when these places boost these bets, I feel like I'm like stepping into a living room. I'm like, why is there plastic on the carpet? <laughs> yeah, oh, you're just coming. Uh, you're just coming for. Uh, you're coming to become a made guy. Yeah, no, but I mean, I I think the way to play it is if you already like this stuff and you're getting a better price, sure, but don't. 
don't let the better price talk you into something that you wouldn't normally bet. I Cappers think is the saying, way to do it. D- just don't sit down on the couch. Like, <laughs> stay on your feet. Keep keep your head on a swivel. Look around. Make sure there's nothing fishy going on. That's right. Uh, we do have a question oh. from uh, Moonoff. Oh no! Yes, Moonoff, <laughs> the machine, Manji. He. This is a good question, like betting strategy. Uh, if you're betting first round leaders, are you also automatically taking them top five, ten, and twenty? Do you kind of mix and match? What do you? What do you have an overall so, theory on that? I also saw so, some places, and I hadn't bet this market before, but have top five for the first round, which I think I, is also kind of. I like fun that. Bet. We can yeah. dub it the Easter Sunday strategy. Put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> there you go. I like that. So, uh, th- so yeah. I mean, the, the I know some places offer the you know uh, first round leader like top five, top ten market. Um, I don't have access to that. Uh, the one time. I did. I broke even. And I was very happy. I did. Wait, are, are uh, you say, got, wait, was Moonoff's question around playing first round top five, top ten? No, top no. 20? I think he's talking overall. in general okay. overall. But oh. I was also saying, if you like first round leader, do you also, if you have access to the top five first round, do you get oh, okay. that? Because Capra and started, then, and then was, overall, he was talking. They go like, I one time at band camp, this, this girl with <laughs> no, the flute. No. So, so not a lot of people have access to that. They usually will roll them out on the majors and things like that. Even at like. Um, you know, some of the offshores and things like that, but no. So first round leader, I know uh, our boy, Matt Gannon does it. He'll, he, if he bets him outright, he's betting him top five. It's kind of like the each way strategy that like our Canadian friends have. They're able to bet somebody and they can bet them, you know, three places each way, five places each way, seven places each way. They can go all the way to 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, so most of the time, first round leader, so I don't, sometimes I'll bet him outright too. Uh, I, there's no real tried and true strategy for me on that. It's just some guy, as who I like to get off to a fast start, I don't believe in for the whole weekend. Um, and I back up my outrights with top twenties almost always, and sometimes top tens. But most of the time, for me, the top ten, it, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I'm, you know, I'm getting fucking, you know, what plus two fifty on something. Like it's not worth. It's not worth the extra money. If I hit the outright, I hit the outright. If I miss, I miss. I like it. Shooter's gonna shoot. All right, enough messing around. Let's get to DFS Idol. Ryan and I will reveal oh, wow. our daily fantasy lineup and uh, get reactions from the judges, aka Steve oh. Shermer and Boston Capper. Hold on, I tracked. I tracked the last major. You guys. Oh, no. oh really? I got, I got. Yeah, I got. I definitely that. beat Kramer. No need to look back. One hundred percent. It's not you really. Did. I, I, yes. You did. I didn't have. It wasn't my best showing. Well, I, I mean, it doesn't help that John Rom uh, ate bad Taco Bell and withdrew. Well, so okay. I mean, that's you know, you know, why, why didn't you have that in the model? Let, let's just start there. <laughs> How does because, that happen? Because I'm running it back with John Rom, and I, okay. I wanted to. So that it, did is it as when I all right? So I, I even wrote this. Sorry, down. I didn't on. mean to jump. True, ahead. true American hero, John Rom, standing tall with the PGA Tour. Uh, so I, I read one place saying he withdrew uh, with a bad stomach bug. Yeah. Um, world number one withdraws uh, agent qu- quote bad stomach bug. Is this as yeah. simple as like he just ate some shitty food in Florida and decided? Yeah, no doubt. To- like I even made the joke. There's a bar right around the corner. Uh, it's called Pusses, and they uh, and they do like twenty five cent oyster nights. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, he definitely got some bad oysters from Pusses. Yeah, 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 the shits, and he. 
He well, so, well, though, legitimately though, around that time, because I actually got food poisoning or not food poisoning, like a stomach bug up here. There was actually something going around the okay. country, so that's actually not surprising that that happens. So, so then you are four thousand miles from here. Steve. I'm just saying there was something going around. So, so maybe if, somebody if, from my neck if, of the woods went if, down there and just passed it to everybody. If I had a chance to win like a couple million dollars playing golf, I'd be shitting all over that course. All right, you know, I mean, come on, I'm I'm swinging that club. Whatever you know, Happy Gilmore when he finishes in last place and still gets that check, that would be me. <laughs> so we all give me a paid? diaper. I'm playing this round. So I, it seemed again uh, very surf, surface level, but it seemed like uh, of the top three elite options, it does seem like John Rahm will be the least owned due to the fact that he had the shits at the <laughs> at the well. players. And so, uh, you know, pr- probably maybe there's a golf reason for it too, but m- matching what the guys have said to this point and the amount of, uh, I think they called it win equity, Sean, we got to start leaning. I like this one. I'm going to, I'm going to have to find a way to use win equity more often. I like the term, but if, if there's that much win equity amongst these three guys, it feels like you have to play them in DFS. And then when you look at the way that they generally score. Uh, it seems like a no brainer that you would want to start your lineup with one of them. So I picked the guy who I think will be the least known John Rom. Did I do it right? So I would say this. So it's what day is today? Is day Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. <laughs> so ownership has spread out a little bit. Oh, and I think it's because people were like, Oh, Rom's not going to get owned and people are starting to shift the Rom. Oh, so, I mean, fuck? you're talking about like a two or 3% deficit. You're yeah. not really getting any big leverage spot. And so my biggest problem this week and why I was a deer in the headlights and I didn't fucking, mm. I didn't bet. I, I came into this week knowing I was going to bet John Rom, knowing I was going to bet John Rom, And then there's somebody in the golf community who is a bigger mush than oh, no. Dennis and <laughs> fucking, and who he is bet it? him who and I'm it? completely paralyzed. I didn't know what to do. Like I wanted to bet him. Like now I can't bet him. Like I just can't do it. Uh, <laughs> but my initial thought was Rom, So I'm fine with it. Has like, this guy ever I'll not mushed? My one and dones, but yeah. <laughs> Steve John Rom DFS. Well, I mean to kind of speak to that point about this supposed mush. I mean, look, like he did have his last two picks to finish uh, second. So listen, if John Rom finishes second and you're, you're starting fine. at ten eight, you're you're yeah. fine. And I mean, I I think a bigger concern than just some mm. mythical like. It might not even be real mush. Uh, would be the fact that it's real, been, Steve. I'll, it's real. Mushes okay, are real. All right, fine. Well, I, I think the fact that <laughs> see, he I thought I was crazy, the and then that's uh, straight about you've having comments to that fact. Yeah, that, you know, he's absolutely. been missing left a lot. I will say though, in one round at the players, he actually drove it pretty well. And according to Data Golf, uh, in their estimated strokes gain, he actually drove it okay at match play. So that might be something that might be fixed now. If it is. It's it checks the box with everything. You know, oh, yeah. he's one of the best players with his long irons uh, in this field. Great around yeah. the green, great putter. That's really what you need to do well at this place. So uh, I guess it really is going to come down to ownership. You know, maybe wait till the last minute. But yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, listen, if you start with any of those guys, it's hard pressed to nitpick. Yeah. So fine, no, pretty safe no. option. Let's see what else you got. Let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, that was a whoa. Let's uh, see what else you got. I like uh, it. Steve. Uh, that was that was Steve like. <laughs> All right, you played a you played a basic ass song and you got a basic yeah. ass response. Well, I 
guess what? I for I'm now looking at four lineups, Sean. Mm. I still have not officially pivoted off the Tiger Woods lineup. So stay tuned to see if I stay on it or or pivot off of it. For me, I, I'm looking to fade the uh, the big dogs. Really? Scheffler, Rom, and McElroy no. not on my card. All right. See, look at Steve's face. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're a madman. I'll tell you who I'm starting out with. Man by the name of Justin Thomas. He did pretty well in your uh, elimination game. He is also soft. He's also uh what? This is his possibly 7th Masters. Does, wait, no, he wasn't he was uh eighth. Oh, he's 8th Masters. Already falling apart. Didn't fall into that category, but uh he fits a lot of the like advanced metrics that you would want in a in a winner. And again, he's coming off a top 10 last year. Give me Justin Thomas as my most expensive golfer 9300. Steve, how say you? You were your mind was blown. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's it, that's a bold move to uh, fade all those guys in the, uh, the above ten thousand. But you know, what? It, it could work out for you. Uh, I mean, you're going to get two different reactions to Justin Thomas. Uh, I, I'm actually a little more favorable to Justin Thomas this week. I don't think it's been quite as bad as what people think. The iron play has still been pretty good overall. He's been really good around the green too. Uh, and actually, even though you know, like we kind of criticize him for his driver sometimes, actually he's been driving it pretty well so far this year, especially at two places where you got to hit it a lot. The driver Phoenix and Bay Hill, he was very good at those places. So all three parts of those games are pretty solid. The putter is definitely a concern. There is precedent though, of guys coming in who struggled putting and still won the masters Bubba Watson back in 2012 Hideki in 2021 Sergio in 2017. So it can be done here. Uh, you know what? I, I think the fact, I don't think people are really going to go to Justin Thomas a whole lot this week. There's a lot of really popular guys around like Max Holman and Cantley. Mm. He, you could get a little bit of an ownership discount. Mm. And considering the fact that, you know, he's kind of riding in this master's kind of a little bit like Hideki did in 2021, a little bit under the radar, but trending in some key areas. You know, I, I kind of like Justin Thomas Jesus. this week. I, I don't mind the play. Oh, that's a pretty good answer. Uh, Capper, how say you? Are you in or out on Justin Thomas this week? Out. He fucking stinks. Yeah, the, uh, he, there he we go. He can't putt. He just can't. He cannot putt. And I know, I know what he's talking about as far as him being good off the tee at at the Phoenix. That was that was a month and a half ago. Like it was a month and a half ago. He was mad at the players with his putter as always. Uh, and I know he gained tee to green at Valspar, but I don't know, man. If if we're talking tough conditions, this is what I don't understand. This is what we tried to even talk through the other day. Like, is he a house cat or an alley cat? Oh, right? he's a house because cat. He, he plays well in the wind, but he also completely melted down over a fucking 30 minute rain shower two years ago at Augusta and fucking had a, had a brain fight and fucked himself out of winning. Like he's just a guy I don't trust. Uh, like he, he legit cannot putt and it's terrifying. And I, I, I just can't, I, my stress level cannot have guys that can't putt anymore. I just can't do it. Like I throw one to throw my phone against the wall 60 times an hour is, is not healthy for me. <laughs> That right. feels like Poor a personal phone. issue. I'm going to count that as a win. Kramer, what do you got? <laughs> Wait, right. did you say he was the most expensive golfer? So you're fading everybody above 9,300? Wow. You got it. Yeah. That's got a bold it. strategy, Kyle. Yeah. Let's see, see if it pays off. It's bold. bold. I uh, mean, come on. You're, you know, I'm an alley cat. You, you know that. Alley cats. Let's go. All right. I'm going to fly all over I'm the board. I'm eating some fish uh, carcass over to, here in the to, trash cans. I'm flying all over the board to give myself maximum pivotability. Heathcliff, your Piv- guard pivotability. So I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom down the board. Oh wow, 6,600. 6, 
All right. Because I think I think what I understand about Augusta is playing there matters on some level. Having course experience matters on some level. And not being a pussy who can handle a little <laughs> bit of bad weather <laughs> matters. This guy's done well here before. I think Danny Willett. Mm, Last couple uh, okay. of years, not so bad. I I did he win one of these? What? He did. Oh <laughs> shit. Why is he only sixty six hundred? I assume he'll be chalky or maybe this this one I didn't go super deep on. Uh seems like he's in decent form as well. But uh, you know, as I was it this does seem like the kind of angle where there is a little bit of a mental game with the weather projected to be as bad as it's gonna be. So uh when I was scrolling around the super low numbers because of how I was building my lineup, I saw him, he stood out. Uh tell me Steve's face makes me think I might have accidentally made a good pick. So we'll start with Steve. Steve, did did I uh did I get a get did I get one? Well, I was concerned that you're gonna go with another guy at six hundred <laughs> bucks who I just absolutely can't stand in Cameron Champ, who's getting oh. steamed this week. Yeah. He's not getting uh, steamed, he's gonna cash that top twenty, but you watch. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I actually like Danny Willett this week. Oh, the nice. iron all play right. has been really good, even though he is short off the tee, he isn't his long irons all that well, though. He can recover the fact he's been excellent around the green, really good putter, obviously, really good masters track record here with a winner in 2016. Did well here last year as well. Uh, and you know what? At six or six hundred bucks, if he makes it to the weekend and gets inside this top forty, I mean that's pretty valuable for a DFS lab. And, and you know, it's I, I think a lot of people this week are going to be a little scared to go under seven thousand dollars because oh, there is uh-oh. kind of a little, you know, a lot of ugly names downs there. I, I don't mind Danny Willett at all. All right, maybe I don't want another guy. Slides him. No, no, no. You stick. You stick to your guns if you got Cam Champ in there. The, no, no, uh, I don't have. I, listen, him. I like Danny. I, Will- I like I Danny Willett too. Okay, good. All right, wow. Really, Sean. I like Danny Willett too. Pressure's um, on, bro. He is, he is uber chalk, though. Really? Like yes. for, for six for six K mm, guy. That makes sense. 10%, He's so cheap. Yeah. It's that's like huge red flag territory normally. But I mean, fuck, man. He's in great form. I mean, he's sixty six hundred X winner here, good history, and he's been making a a ton of cuts. When was the last time he missed the fucking cut? The Amex. Yeah, I mean, if you're worried about ownership, there's Adam Svensson there at 6,500 bucks. That kind of does a lot of similar things as as Will it does. Really good with his irons, good around the green. So this is his debut at the Masters, but you know, I mean, Wait, hold on, we've right. never done this before. Yeah. Steve just gave out one of my golfers. <laughs> I have. I, it doesn't sound like yeah. I'm supposed to have two guys under 7,000, but. Also have sixty five hundred. I've committed. I'm pot committed to a, a lineup now. No longer <laughs> will you hear me say the names Tiger Woods or Brooks Kepka. Wow. Okay. Well, I, th- this was the bullshit lineup where it was just kind of trolling around. It seems like, uh, like, like Steve was saying, like he debutante, which minus thirty three hundred for a debutante to not win win the Masters. So that's how how the the general betting community feels about a first time or getting it done. But it does seem like he has the tools to potentially survive bad weather. And kind of managed to get into the weekend, and then again at that price, you're probably, uh, you know, if he makes the weekend, you're gold, I'd assume. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll stick with my guns here. Then I have Danny Willett and uh, is it Svensson son? Svensson. Just two S's to confuse us. Svensson. Yeah. yeah. I went to school with a Svensson, although he pronounced it Swenson. Uh, maybe that's the Jersey pronunciation. So I guess Capper, do you do you also think he's a serviceable uh, punt play down here? I think he's serviceable. I prefer Cam Champ above just oh. for scoring, um, just because the six to six rate uh, for DFS this week is going to be way higher than normal. It's probably going to be somewhere between fifteen and eighteen. 
16%, 66 lineups. Because it's a short field, you can write off literally what? What do you think, Steve? Like 15 guys off the jump? At, at least, yeah. Right? So now you're talking 63 and it's 55 and tie. So 66 is going to come through. So making the cut doesn't fucking matter. You need guys who can score. Okay. Spence can score. I just, this sounds absolutely fucking ridiculous, but I trust Cam Champ to score more. That's so, that, that. I know is. it's ridiculous, but whatever. We also, so you you want to make, make the side charity bet? You want to do one? What, Spence versus Cam Spence Champ? Spence versus Cam Champ. DK scoring. Let's go. Oh, All right, fine. Let's go. Like, all right, and all I'm right. on Steve's side. This is beautiful. Also gives you a chance to fade the other Canadian who just won a tourney in Connor. Oh, you know, that's that's good. That's good, Chalk brother. Like oh, Chalk wow, hits it. Okay. Chalk hits at Augusta. Okay. Year after year. Wait, after so you, year. I'm always told Chalk is bad. Now Chalk is good. Reevaluate <laughs> my whole strategy, Sean. I've now given out three. Yeah, I know. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right, Ryan. You're you're in the zone. You're, you've given out one. You've given out one. Catch the fuck up. Let's uh, go to my next golfer for nine thousand dollars, Mister Xander Shawfley. Oh wow! He's had a—I mean, he's had a number of uh, top twenty finishes. Of course, he does. Normally, you're looking for someone who had a good year the year prior. He he had a complete disaster last year dealing with a back injury, um, but. He's had a number of top tens already um, in 2023. Coming in, uh, feeling pretty good. Like he's he's playing well, but not like dominating. I don't know what his ownership would be, but um, you know, I think he's going to be in the mix. And he was involved in some of that match play stuff. Give me Xander Shawfley, nine thousand dollars. Steve, you you know Xander? Hey, I'm definitely in on Xander this week. I mean, a big concern, kind of like with John Rahm, was how that driver was uh, doing for him. And, uh, you know, he actually uh, said before the match play that he was going to use match play to actually figure out the driver because he's been struggling with it. And I immediately just wrote him off, but he actually had a good finish. But what really impressed me, though, and we ta- I talked about with Capper was that, uh, you know, his driver was really good in, the, in his match against Rory. Now he lost one, uh, one down, but he was out driving Rory. He was hitting a lot of fairways. Yeah. Uh, to me, the fact that that was his weak part of his game. And he actually went to the match play with the sole purpose of getting that fixed. And his last showing, he got that fixed. If that's in check, the iron play has been great, especially from long range. He's really good around the green, great putter on bent grass. Uh, yeah. I really like Xander. I mean, it's the, he's always popular, but kind of like what my co-host said, shock hits there. I think Xander is good shock. Uh, you know, I, nothing but praise for me for Xander Shoffley this week. Same. Fucking yeah. love Xander, man. Xander, uh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, love Xander. Just reiterate everything Steve said, and it, it just kind of expound on uh, like chalk hitting here. It's because of the course history, right? And guys getting to know this type of stuff. So at most courses, like listen, there's still red flags. Like if everybody starts globbing onto like the new toy here or the new debutant here, like that's a red flag. But somebody who has like great course history here and performs year after year after year, you, sometimes you just got to eat it and figure out where else to go. Well, yeah. And I guess that's, um, yeah, I mean, that's for me is by fading some of these top guys, I got like a D a bunch of middle price guys that I think can really carry the old uh, Sean green squad to DFS legend status. Next up this, I, I was going back and forth here. I had Jason day. I swapped him out last minute for Dustin Johnson. He used to be on the drip squad, you know? Yeah. Cause I was a little <laughs> worried about Jason's course history. So I'm going with Dustin Johnson lightly. Um, but uh, what do you think of uh, Dustin Johnson capper? So I think he's, I think he's the best live player play. Like yeah. the fact that he's the price he is, is kind of silly. Like if last year, I mean, every, he would have been 75% owned at this price. Right now. 
we don't know what he's doing on live, but uh, you know, me and Steve talk about it. The, DJ just doesn't give a fuck. Like he does not <laughs> care. He's the only one who's never apologized for going to live. Yeah. Uh, and he owns why he went and he's the guy who can just kind of flip it on. He was like this on the PJ tour. He didn't give a shit like about certain events. He would, you would watch him purposely fucking three putt and, or shank the ball out of bounds. Cause he didn't want to play the fucking weekend. Like yeah, he, he doesn't. And, and, yeah, and you look at his, look at his finishes from 2015, six, fourth, 10th, second, Won it in 2020. Yeah. Uh, 2021 finished 60th. You know, maybe got some, got some bad booger sugar, a little stepped on. Uh, but 2022 <laughs> coming back tied for 12th. So yeah. again, like he knows this course. He's he's a veteran here, and I think maybe there's a price, a uh, little price savings for a guy that is probably not going to be thinking in his head of like, Oh, what if the PGA, they're never going to let me play. He what does if not I, give a fuck. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of my logic. But Steve, it sounded like you liked, you liked Dustin Johnson, the best out of the live guys, but do you like him for DFS? Yeah. I mean, I, again, it just depends on ownership, but I mean, I, he's on my betting card. So yeah, I like him for, I guess, DFS too, you know, kind of speak a little further about the, uh, the light switch. So last week at live, I, I laid a pretty heavy bet on his top 10 price, just kind of trusting that, you know, he has a history of before major, just, you know, kind of lingering around. And then the final round, he makes a little bit of a charge for a top 10. So I put a pretty heavy bet on that. And he did exactly that. He was kind of hanging around like 15th all weekend. I was getting a little nervous. Then on Sunday, though, he started piling on the birdies. Lo and behold, he ends up finishing fifth. He's doing exactly what he does normally at all these other places. He really is a guy who can just turn it on like a life light switch. And like I said before, I like the fact that I've seen him have success in a lot of different types of masters. This weather is going to be kind of weird and funky this week. I think he's very adaptable. Uh, he still has a lot of length off the tee. What I saw last week from Liv, his irons looked pretty good too. So I think he's ready. I think he's going to have a good finish. Let's go. Have the live guys only played three, three tourneys this year? So it it so it depends. They play. There's been li- sorry, three live sorry, events. Sorry, Steve, you have to talk over the cocaine bear sound. Yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> that was cocaine bear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cocaine okay. baby. Well, so, so there's been three live events, but a lot of these guys, because they still want to get more ranking points, there's been a couple of Asian tour events that they played. So there's a Saudi international, oh, okay. which had a lot of really top guys. A lot of guys went to Oman to play. I've seen some guys play in Thailand too. So they're really just going all around the world, trying to get these more ranking points. So the, that's the problem though, with these live guys, you know, a lot of these PGA tour guys have been playing tougher golf courses. They have 30 rounds under those belts. Some of these live guys only have like 10, 12, 14 rounds. So that's kind of why they're behind the eight ball coming into Augusta national. And yeah, sure. They can win. They, they can do well, but that's why they're probably not going to win. I I can say personally, I play better golf when I'm playing more golf. It's an easy yeah, well, strategy. Uh, that doesn't always work for me. I feel like sometimes <laughs> I play a lot and I just get into like a horrible funk, and then I don't yeah. play for six months. I come back, I forget all my bad habits, and Plus, I'm dominate. You're Dustin Johnson, flush with all this money. You're not showing up with a shitload of cocaine to the Masters. Come on, Show me. All right, what do you got, Kramer? Right, I'm on. So we each given out back three. Nine. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna see I'm gonna test our golf experts with something. Ooh, here. Okay, don't do it. I'm not gonna tell you the You're price. Playing with fire, but I'm gonna read you an ex uh, an excerpt from the from this person's bio. Okay, a talented junior basketball star, despite his diminutive five foot seven inch frame, he had dreams of playing in the NBA, not the PGA. Starting point guard for the Chico Blazing Heat. He led his high school team to two Northern section titles before his hoop stream took a backseat to golf. 
also known as Quadzilla, stole. I, apparently, he's sharing that with uh, with AJ Dillon and Saquon's Barkley. Do you guys have any idea who I'm talking about? Is it Kirk Kitayama? Kirk yeah. Kitayama. <laughs> apparently, yeah. apparently, when he was younger, he, he was a little bigger uh, on the uh, Corn Ferry tour, and he just had these massive fucking quads, Sean. <laughs> Not not vape wow, god. Ryan, I know I know. Is, right now you're thinking of vape god, but you know I like I looking those at the physical god, those clouds, the physical fitness stuff. Uh, anyway, Kitayama is 7100. Seems to be a guy. Yep. Po- po- I'm I'm worried he might be kind of one of those low key uh, popular plays because it does seem like a lot no. of sharp folks like you are on him. Is this a good play, Capper? Did I did I shock you with this one? I'm so, uh, you didn't know about his his uh, his point guard play at Chico. I Shame didn't buy you. As soon as you called him Quadzilla, I know. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, he's like he's not like uber chalk down here. Like I mean, he's right next to Chris Kirk, and he's lower on than Keith Mitchell. I love Kirk Kitayama this week. Oh, um, especially if, if especially if the weather's going to be bad. Great name. Um, Great name. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he took he took money away from me when he won the API. Oh, no. oh, I'm sorry. Um, about that. I was fucking not happy about it, but I mean, the kids got fucking nuts. Man, and uh, he, he he plays out. He's a competitor, and uh, he can absolutely uh, you know do well in a big boy field. He's not going to win, but at seventy one hundred, he's a guy who can go out there and score for you, especially in tough conditions. Uh, I like Kitayama a lot. I'm assuming he's on Sean's card too. Is he pro short guy? Uh, oh, how dare you, Sean man. Green? Capper, yeah, listen, to, uh, listen, uh, short guys got to know who all the short guys are. There's a root for him: Tory uh, Krug, Doug Flutie. Oh, I'm a, that's huge, how it works, I'm a huge Kyler let, guy. Let me get. Oh, and by stop. the way, Kramer, you're not a fucking giant either. You're like two I'm inches not, taller. Than us. Not saying I'm a giant. I'm just taller than average. Uh, Steve, Steve's the tallest one no, of the bunch. Yeah, yeah, Steve noted, noted tall guy and one of the taller uh, SGPN employees. So well, Ryan, that goes to Ryan Gilbert. Uh, somehow he's six seven. They all look the it's same insane. height in the Zoom screen. Uh, Kitayama, good pick, right, Steve? Yeah, that that's a good pick. You guys are doing well tonight. Uh, not a lot, whole lot of criticism. From, <laughs> Backhanded uh, compliment. So yeah, I mean, uh, Kirk Kadama also on my betting card this week. Got a lot of things I'm looking for. Really long off the tee. Long iron play has been really good this year uh, with him. That's a strength. Uh, pretty good around the green too. So I mean, I, considering the weather conditions, I think that's going to be really important. And yeah, he's a little volatile. Like you know, sometimes that driver can get really crooked. But like my co-host said. He's battle tested against some really good fields this week. I mean, or this year, you know, he won Bay Hill second, at the CJ cup uh, with a lot of top guys back at concrete last October. Uh, you know, he was also in the mix at Pebble beach before he kind of got, you know, blew up there, but yeah, I really like Kirk Kitayama. I love his profile. Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to garner a whole lot of ownership, even though I think he is a little bit of a favorite in the community there. Uh, but overall though, I think he's not going to you know be too popular. I, I like that pick. Should send him some sword vitality to help him with that crooked driver, Sean. <laughs> It'll straighten anyone's swing. Sword vitality. Oh, hey, I'm uh, feeling really good right now. Two well, two guys right. to go. It's the jacket. Uh, for me, next up, give me Justin Rose, seventy eight hundred dollars. Uh, you know him from a seventh place finish in 2021, second place, 2017. I, I mean, again. Yeah, he's had a little rougher uh twenty twenty and, and some of these other finishes, but that was a COVID COVID yeah, doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. He's, he's gaining 0.63 strokes more on bent uh grass than oh, non-bent wow. baseline. Of course, we all know that. He's also gaining the fifth most strokes putting at Augusta National over the last two masters. Send, I think send the grass some sword vitality also. I, well, it's gonna out. be it's gonna be growing. Uh <laughs> no bend there. Yeah, come on. He's also uh again, I 
The, um, the Augusta grass is a shower, not a grower. Uh, he's uh, he's also a guy I'm going to be playing first round leader. He's uh, led here four times at the end of Thursday. Uh, Steve, how say you on Justin Rose, 7800 for my DFS lineup? Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot to like about Rose. I mean his iron play has been mm-hmm. very good. He's pretty good from long range. Uh, you know his proximity numbers this year look really good. Unfortunately, he hasn't really capitalized in the scoring, but the fact that he hits it relatively close. You know, you always like looking at that. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things you probably can nitpick with him. He's not very long off the tee. That is a little bit of a disadvantage this week. And his short game, it's not what it used to be. Uh, it's about PGA Tour average now. And so, you know, I kind of like if I'm if I'm going with a shorter hitter, I kind of want to see him have a really good short game. I'm not really seeing that out of Rose. I think Rose is actually going to be a little popular this week too. Oh, I've heard no. his name battered around and his ownership mm. seems like it's a little high. So there are some red flags, but mm. it's got a lot of experience here. The iron play has been good. The long iron play at least has been good. So as long as that is doing okay, he can overcome some of his deficiencies with the driving distance and around the green, but he doesn't, he hasn't had a lot of margin for error. If the iron is a little sloppy this week, I mean, he might blow up very quickly. Oh, we're we, we're all about overcoming uh, deficiencies here on the sports gambling podcast. Right. Shout out to Sword Vitality, uh, Capper. How say you I'm, on Justin Rose? I know you like him for first round. But I, I like him. I like him overall too. I, I if I, I consider betting him outright, um, he just he seems like he's trending. Soft? I mean, he he, seems he just soft. fucking won. He won Pebble. <laughs> he came yep. in sixth at the Players. And Steve's right. You know, he he he's missing a little bit around the green right now. Um, but I mean, he still gained a little bit, even, uh, even at the players he gained, what he lost at the players was putting and, you know, around the green at Valspar and API. And yeah, I mean, the same reason you want to give Cantley a pass or not, no, can't lay a phenol pass to being bad, you know, but maybe it was a little Florida, like uh T to green. Yeah. He was awesome at the players. Like, I don't know. He just feels like one of these old guys with surgeons. Uh, I don't know if it was bear off who was talking about or somebody, but like, uh, you know, this guy didn't go to live. He should have like he could have went to live. Like he still feels like he's got a little uh juice well, left something in the tank. to prove. And yeah. And I listen, I think uh I like him a lot. I, I didn't bet him outright, but I, I like him for a DraftKings play. Although he, he is fucking pretty goddamn popular. I didn't think he was gonna end up getting the steam like this, but I mean when you punch him into the models. Uh, in the course history, like it, yeah, it, my it, model was just—it was too strong not to take him. Uh, Kramer, what do you got? All right, well, when you play one Yama, you got to play another Yama. Hideki Matsuyama, who came Ooh. to the table in two, 2022, won the thing out of nowhere and came strong with a dinner menu, or twenty twenty one, and came strong with a twenty twenty. Did sound pretty good. Dinner menu of uh, miso Great glazed black cod. Uh, like some, sushi. some sushi, sashimi. There was some wagyu in there. I think there was even a Japanese shortcake. Anyway, uh, former winner obviously has played well around the Augusta grounds. Uh, this was a this. I found the this range of price to be very interesting, and I fell on Matsuyama because it seems like he might he might be in decent form. And again, he's done well here before. Little worried that he had to uh, tap out of the uh, the match play. He seems like he's no, always a risk to a not thing. play. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, is that one of those things that some people care about and other people don't really care? Anyway, yeah. so he didn't want to. He want to play fucking ninety six rounds of fucking golf in five days. He wanted <laughs> to get. Is that one of those where it's like, oh, I lost in the first round. Shucks, now I get to go. Yeah, home. exactly. Exactly okay. right. So eighty four hundred, yeah. well rested, Hideki Matsuyama, Steve. 
Well, he's not exactly well rested. He played last week. So um, <laughs> there's that. Fuck. But look, so here's the issue with Hideki is that he's still injured. And you can see it in his God office team numbers. Like it, it's not necessarily the strokes gain stuff, because actually it's okay. Like, the problem is he's actually transformed who he is off the tee. He used to be fairly long. Now he's basically like Chris Kirk off the tee. He's hitting a lot of fairways, but he's not hitting it very far this week. So, you know, I mean, listen, like it, you know, he's going to make chicken salad out of chicken shit off the tee. Oh. He's been doing that. He's had a lot of really good finishes. The iron play is still there. The long iron play is still there. Really good around the green. So I'm still encouraged by Hideki. The problem is though, with this neck injury, it's been a little bit up and down oh, with him oh. where like we think he's back and then unexpectedly he just bombs out because it's you know bothering him. And then the next week we're all off him like at the players. He does really well. So, you know, I, I think with the weather report, the first two days being really warm, I think that's really good for Hideki. The fact that it might get really cold though over the weekend, Fuck. you know, the same something similar happened last year with him. He was injured uh before the Masters over the weekend. He faded because it got really cold. So I hope that's something that doesn't happen again. Oh, He's no. on my betting card. Uh, okay. There is a little bit of danger with Hideki this week if that neck kind of starts flaring up on him. Maybe he can get a little bit of DJ's. Sweet ass booger sugar. A little <laughs> rub that shit on topical. Um, Play through the fucking pain, Capper. Yes. Uh, so I, I mean, Steve said it best. Like, look, it's a brisk reward play. Okay. Um, I am concerned with how short he is off the box now, and especially if he's going to play super long. Uh, it, it makes me a little concerned, but at the same point. Uh, you know, look, I mean, he, he played well last weekend at Valero. He skipped the match play, which I thought was smart. Um, and you know, played well at the, at the players, Sean, you should be used to my fucking accent. By now. I know it the, gets um, you every time <laughs> we live the, on the West know. coast. So we don't hear it as much. It's refreshing. Nice. <laughs> the, the, um, I think, um, I mean, I'm fine with the play. It's definitely risk reward. Like, uh, like will I'm it be popular? Is he gonna have like? Is he gonna get a lot of ownership? No, 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 no. Oh, perfect. No, he, he's perfect. trending. I think in our circles, but I think for no. overall ownership, I, I I think there's other more popular options around. Him I, you know what? I'll, that's the CLV for me. If I'm making picks that are trendy in your circles, I've already won. I don't even care <laughs> about go. the final score. All right, so I have one left. What about I you? I got two, oh, okay. and you know he's coming. There's nothing you can stop. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. And on this course, good luck. He's had three uh, top 20 finishes in his last five. He is now doing his seventh masters, which as we know, uh, smart oh, golf wow. folks, you know, you take a jump when you hit that seventh <laughs> masters and statistically he survived your elimination game. You guys were haters and threw him to the side. Cause you think he, he can't uh, get there distance wise. I like him for first round leader, even though he's going out late in the afternoon, he's going to break that trend late in the afternoon is the, the trend. Yeah. Oh, th then I even love yeah, him more. Sean, Sean was playing blackjack earlier. He didn't catch that. Give me Tommy Fleetwood, $7,700. Capper, how say you, Tommy Fleetwood, Mr. Fleetwood? He hates. <laughs> so look, I don't hate it. Look, he played well at the Vals ball. All right, bet him there. Do you really think his like so DFS? I guess so here's I got to turn seventy seven hundred of, of the betting. Right, I got to turn my brain off of the betting. So uh, he's not winning his first fucking uh, tournament on American soil at Augusta. It's not. It's, I mean, it's not happening. Mm. But he's a great bad weather player, and he's in good form. 
Yes, he just sir. can't close the door at 7,700. I am perfectly fucking fine with it. Um, he's, you know, he's not even, he, I mean, he's, he's going to be less owned than Rose. So I actually think like Lowry or, or, or Fleetwood are a good pivot play from Rose uh, as far as like DFS leverage goes. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's Tommy Fleetwood. He's got a good tea time. Uh, I don't think he's going to win. Um, do I have my first round lead again? But that's the thing. Just... Like he's he his price to win is almost the same as uh first round leader. Like it's depending yeah. on where you're getting at, it's like fifty five to win, fifty to one. For that was the most leader. positive Tommy Fleetwood review. I've this heard is from Capper ever, we are maybe. we are breaking new ground here, Steve. I I think every year I've probably brought up every year for the past five years Someone we've should... we've talked about Tommy Fleetwood. If someone wants to dive deep and Sean's cut together guys. a supercut of me mentioning Tommy Fleetwood, I'm sure you could put together a lot of references. But you know, if you do go back in time, I I was only it was only recently that uh, it was brought to my attention that uh, Jason Day has a kid named Dash. Shout out to Nagel. Oh, leading gross. me. I don't yeah. bet Jason so I, no longer on the drip squad. No, definitely not. Oh, so here's the deal. So I so I shadow bet Fleetwood first round leader. He's not on my official what, what does Ooh. that mean? Shadow. What is How that? How mysterious. Hey, wait, you have, put it on my official cat. Oh, you have a secret card. I see. It's, all right, Steve. As long as you don't tout your secret card yeah. when it wins. No, I won't tout my secret cat. That's the thing. Like, so whatever. That's I a great like five guys move, first round leader. Sometimes like I'll post like eight and they'll be like, you bet fucking eight guys, man. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's called fucking fun on a Thursday. You nerd. Like yeah, I want to well, have fun. Like, fuck off. Steve. Do you like Tommy Fleetwood? I mean, look, like there's a lot of things to like. I mean, the iron play has been really good, at least statistically around the green. That's where, uh, you know, he's been his best though. And that, that's why I think he's been pretty good. At the masters, you know, good finish last year. I think the only issue is w- though the irons look good, not very good from long distance, either long-term or this year. So mm. uh, maybe he might be gaining more from under 150, which is why the, you know, the numbers look really good. Uh, but he's playing well. I mean, he showed pretty well at Valspar, although uh Capper and I shared some not some very nice text messages about uh Tommy Fleetwood as he blew her outright uh that day. You guys are haters. Uh, but, other, but otherwise, <laughs> though, I mean, you know, I, I, I am a little bit concerned about the ownership, though. I think Rose and Fleetwood mm. could garner a little bit of ownership, you know, you know, this week. So, you know, like Hatton's not very popular, Lowry's not very popular, Tom Kidd's not very popular. So anybody in the upper sevens there, uh, they might be going to Rose and Fleetwood, but yeah, I mean, there, there's some things you can definitely hang your head on with uh, with Fleetwood. There's some red flags though that are a little concerning to me. All right, take it as a win. That seems like normally they really throw my. Doesn't matter what we say as long as it's not like your pick fucking sucks. Sean's like it's a win. It's I'm a taking win. it. I'm win. taking it. All right, so <laughs> if you're adding up the salaries, I, I haven't spent a ton, and that's because my last guy, Sean, mm. not only. Tiger, mm-hmm. Eldridge, Woods. No, I'm not oh. going with the Tiger oh, line. Wow. Even though I pr- profoundly told well, you, you in the office it. I was going to take Tiger, I pivoted off that lineup that has Brooks Kepkin, Tiger Woods. <laughs> it seemed like a bad idea. But this guy, he's in his ninth attempt mm. to go for the Grand Slam. Spending up. He brought, he flew enjoy. in a sports psychologist, Dr. Bob Rotella. Apparently, he's worked with a lot of athletes. Mine flew him into Augusta, which pl- please tell me you're putting him up somewhere nice. There's not a ton of nice places to stay there, but get him a the nice fucking house. Hampton Inn. That's the best to, place they got to, around there. To quote, well, all, all the rich people in town just leave town and rent their houses out. It's before Airbnb, they were doing it too. But they flew, he flew this in, this guy into town to quote, have some good talks with before the tournament to get his mind right. 
I'm playing the guy from the bad Ireland, Rory McElroy for all the money. Got Rom and McElroy in my lineup. Did the opposite of Sean. Two two of the big dogs. Nuts on the table. Did I did I pick the should I pick Scheffler? Did I screw this up? No, can I ask you something? Where the where did you hear that he's flying in a fucking sports psychiatrist to hang with him on the weekend to walk him through this fucking tournament? Are you serious? No, no, no. It was to talk about it beforehand to get his mind in a good place to go out and finish oh, the job. Fucking Christ! What a mental midget! What, this is that not good? Is. This seemed like a positive cap. Are you unbelievable? See- <laughs> Are you serious? It's a uh, good sign that I don't think I can handle this. I need to fly in a fucking shrink and they're having to sit around shithole Augusta, Georgia to hold my hand because I missed a couple practice putts on a fucking Wednesday. Unbelievable. Yeah, Sean, can we have that AI technology that you shared with us in Slack to kind of reverse some takes that we had? I don't really like hearing that either. Oh, this is the worst. I am fucking unbelievable. Did I break news to these guys? Unbelievable. Let me let me make sure. Check your sources. (laughs) No, McElroy to work with mental game guru Bob Rotello ahead of Grand Slam attempt. I'm reading ten hours ago from from our friends over at Yahoo. Yep, I, I mean I'm April fourth, twenty twenty three, nine fifteen a.m. Rory's I, fucking toasty. I was using Rory's this. Rory's fucking toasty. Not fucking winning. There he is. There's my right. co-host. He's not winning. This fucking guy. Lock it up. Needs a. Are you fucking serious? Unbelievable! Oh, I need well, I, I need a hand holder on a Wednesday to put me in a good uh, mental space. But he's our age. Like this is like some Gen Z shit. Like what is this crap? I need this is unbelievable. I fucking hate Rory McIlroy. He is the goddamn worst. <laughs> the fucking worst. All right, Steve. Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I don't think he's the worst, but I mean, I, I kind of wish you omitted that nugget there. Oh no! Uh, I, I kind of prefer well, uh, Steve's uh, Steve's usually like that. the all analytics numbers <laughs> trends. Like he doesn't he doesn't usually factor in wild card stuff as much. And the fact that it's rattling Steve is a telling sign, Ryan. I'm Look, pretty- I mean, I'm I'm all for good mental health here. Yeah, but, me too. <laughs> but like the fact that like his thing is. Like the fact that mentally there is some mental hurdle. And I guess it'd be one thing if he was working like months ago and he's in a good spot. The fact you got to actually bring the guy to Augusta two days before, like as a like a checkup or something. I, I don't know how much I like that. I fucking so. hate that, Steve. <laughs> you hate that too. I know you fucking hate that. Golf is so mental. And the fact that he's already thinking this, think about what he did. He, you go back to that stupid Netflix oh documentary. My. He Hold knew on. how important oh. the Hold open on. was. And he was thinking about it all night. And then he went and shadow over. Did you meant did you go with the wrong guy? No, no, no. It's oh, okay. it's but it's getting worse. He is a <laughs> he is a professor of sports psychology for 21 years at the University of Virginia. All right. Oh, wow. I'm making I make I'm, I rarely do this, but I, based on the the temperature of the Matsuyama pick and the McElroy pick, I I I have to do it. I have to make a pivot here. Uh, so I, is is playing Scheffler stupid then? I cuz I wanted to play two no. of the top 3. No. All right. No, so then, and considering the guy works at the University of Virginia, we see how many times Tony Bennett shits himself. In oh, like that's well, a really bad sign too. So, so my <laughs> official pivot then is to put in Scheffler, 
Again, I wanted to play two of the top dogs, and I, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I heard you guys like. Hat- Do you like Hatton this week? Then he's 79. No, no. no okay. Uh-uh. Right, then I'm no, just. No, gonna- we actually had uh, intel from our guest tonight, Pamela Malnow. She actually asked him, Valero, uh, what do you think about how is he going to do a Masters? Apparently, he's like, oh, <laughs> I never do well there. That's not good. All right, so then it's either Fleetwood or Corey Connors. Connors, eat the chocolate, Connors. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think I agreed. Uh, All right. So the, the the late swap update. <laughs> Should you just have them do your lineup? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if I broke golf news to our golf guys. This is excellent content. Thank you very much. And this we is why w- I'm not on social media though. So I just oh, am ignoring yeah. all this stuff. That's probably oh, smart. Oh my god. This is uh, like right. what? Like think about this. Like all right. So god guys, damn it. Now I got so I got to play that lineup. The, now. It, it's Shit. it's the Wednesday before the Super Bowl. Your quarterback flies in a fucking <laughs> mental health coach to help walk him through the game. How good are you feeling about your quarterback? Did you, did you guys already done. bet this is that I screw here? Here's the problem too. So capper, like you lost your mind about Fitzpatrick oh. winning because it was like, Oh, you know, he already won the U S open there before that. Now you got, not only do you have Easter speed rising on Sunday oh. on your betting card. <laughs> now you got the fact that Rory actually wins it. Like regard, you are damned right now. <laughs> You have Rory. If he shits himself, you're going to be just apoplectic because of his mental health coach. If he actually wins, everybody's just going to be, you know, you know, basically saying, "Oh, that's why he won." You're going to revolt against that take too. You are completely screwed this weekend, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. See, this uh, is you're. We're getting that bonus to, episode I'm, of the Golf Game Podcast. To, I'm up to five fucking lineups now because I can't not play the original lineup. His resume includes professional athletes and coaches in the NBA, NFL, NCAA, and Major League Baseball. Dr. Rotella currently works with LeBron James, Rory McElroy, Hendrick Motorsports team, to mention just oh. a few. All right. I I mean, I want to yeah, know. I'm a fan, he, I'm a fan of Kyle Larson. So that's the one who taught LeBron to pretend to read and uh, only read the first four pages of books for oh, fucking wow. the past ten wow. years and not be able to quote anything. He's also worked with Fortune uh five hundred companies like Merrill Lynch, General Electric, Bell <sighs> Bell Lab. When does he work with Bell Labs? Because Bell Labs has not been doing so well lately. I, I I wonder on this guy, but he is coming from UVA. So good. Hey, a great job talking it through guys. I feel like I've come to a nice spot where I have five lineups. And uh, as soon as we drop down in Vegas, I'll have a shitload of bets. Although we did learn getting down on first round leaders in Vegas might be a little bit more difficult than we anticipated. Yeah. We got a little yeah. uh, finesse in there, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Ryan, are you Who's done? Your doing, last guy, Sean. Are you done doing your plug for this yeah. random sports psychologist? You yeah, read off sorry. his entire resume. I went deep. <laughs> so, I, you know, we could be like every other show, or we could expose the and fact that Rory, Rory's a punk ass bitch per capper. Let's right. go. That's for an me, infographic. For right me, there. this is a guy that hopefully uh, Boston Capper will get excited about. I don't know how he thinks about him in this tournament specifically, but I had seventy four hundred dollars and. Okay. I went oh, wow. with sounds like a late pivot. No, I, I, uh, wrong screen. No, Place I just made bets, sure <laughs> Keegan Bradley, $7,400. Oh, you love yes, Keegan sir. Bradley. Capper. Of course I love Keegan. Uh, here's what I love about him in DFS. He's super low on. Yeah. Yep. Just me and Capper. That's what it. I gotta say. <laughs> All right, he Steve. plays, he plays well in bad weather. Great with his long irons. He just is a, is a, not a great history here. Um, hasn't been playing well lately, but yeah, but he if, fits the like. If you look at the other statistical stuff, no. he he fits a decent mold, right? It, it's just yeah, no, absolutely yeah. 
He's not dominant yeah. here, so, but the sounds low like a wild one. Uh, plays well in the wet with long <laughs> irons. <laughs> That's right, baby. The, uh, I mean, look, I, I'll I'll take away the miscut at the players um, because he was cursed from every which way from Sunday. He actually did an in-person interview with the biggest mush on the planet, um, and then API. I mean, he looked fine. He was kind of bad around the greens. The aim point seems to be kind of going off and on for him. But listen, uh, I'll never, I'll never hate back in Keegan, uh, especially this ownership. It seems like people forgot about him. And if it's a wet golf course and if it's going to play super long, he has all the attributes you want. I mean, it's a long and straight off the box, great long iron player. And I guess he can putt now, which is ridiculous to say out loud. But I still don't believe it. It doesn't matter what the stats tell me. Um, Steve, what do you think about Keegan? Yeah, I mean, look, like kind of mentioned about the fact that Keegan Bradley is very well in uh, uh, rainy tournaments. I mean, he yep. BMW Championship back in uh, yep. Ronnie in 2018, won that in a Monday finish where it rained buckets, uh, rained a lot at the Zozo uh, when he last won last fall. Uh, also rained a lot at TBC Potomac last we year. We should have won. Second there. Probably should have won. Should have won. Hearts. Yeah, he broke ours, but you know what? He ended up, uh, you know, redeeming himself in October for both of us. So yep. listen, like, you know, a lot of things to like about him. He's got enough pop off the tee. He's actually got a lot more distance than you really think about yep. Keegan Bradley. Really good long iron player. Uh, if you want to think about some, you know, good recent finishes this year, kind of correlate to Augusta National, you know, that second place finish at uh, Torrey Pines, you know, yep. with how f- much they've lengthened the Augusta National, there's a lot of Tory pines now in this way, as far as just like, okay, you don't have to shape the ball off the tee. You just got to hit it dead straight and long, kind of like a Tory pines. You got to do that here. Now, in fact, he finished second there. You know, maybe this is actually now kind of a little bit of a Keegan course where maybe now mm. it maximizes his strengths. So, uh, you know, the fact that he has been very poor at Augusta national throughout his career, maybe that's going to change now, considering mm. what he brings to the table for this year. Uh, I, I like the pick, especially if it's low owned. Feel good about this whole episode. Sub five. Feel great about it. It's got to be the jackets. Good lineups. We we taught we we broke news live on the air. (laughs) I can't believe he fucking flew a fucking psychologist. (laughs) What a fucking mental midget. That's why. That's why the bad side of Ireland is the bad side of Ireland. Just fucking suck it up, son, (laughs) and and go fucking play golf. Like it's not it's not that hard. Let's go. All right, let's get to the final bets and then we'll get out of here. Make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Make sure you subscribe to the golf gambling podcast if you haven't already and hop in the Discord. That's always a fun uh, place. Everyone uh, sharing bets, sweating it out. And then, uh, yeah, tune in youtube.com slash sportsgamblingpodcast live rest of the week from Circus Stadium Swim doing a bunch of broadcasts. So here's Bye. what I, Yeah, here we go. <laughs> here's what I got. For my card, uh, Tommy Fleetwood to win a uh, 55 to one. Um, but again, Tommy Fleetwood, first round leader, mm. probably a better bet at 50 to one Tommy yep. Fleetwood, top five, first round. That's 10 to one. Love it. Justin oh, Rose like winner, uh, 50 to one first round leader, 40 to one um, Rose first top five, first round at 11 to one uh, guy. We didn't talk about probably for good reason, hoping a prayer. Charles Schwartzel, first round leader, one hundred to one. He sneakily has a couple uh, good rounds here, uh, and also top five first round at twenty two to one. We're lucky this isn't DFS idol anymore. Then then, uh, Keegan Bradley to win at one twenty to one. Keegan Bradley first round sixty five to one, and Keegan Bradley top five first round. I'm I'm loading up on the first round stuff because I want to sweat it out in Vegas. Uh, and kind of have some fun there, Steve. How say you on the on the sheet here? Am I a maniac? 
I mean, I, honestly, I, I don't really like those outrights, but I, I think the other stuff, you know, the first round leader top five after a first round uh, and everything except for Schwartzel. Uh, yeah. I think after he got the paycheck, it's uh it's been all downhill. Gone downhill for him. Yeah, I know, so, but everything else, I, 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 I'm fine with, except for I, I don't think Fleetwood Rose are actually going to win this thing, <laughs> especially at like fifty five to one. Uh, what do you? Well, and turn into your guys' betting shows, but oh, uh, I, I don't know, like anything under fifty to one. Well, and Justin Rose, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't listen. Like, I don't, I don't, Xander, hate, I don't hate your Rose outright. Xander, like, yeah, I Xander, want Xander, Justin Thomas, the twenty to ones. They don't do anything for me, you know. It's, that, oh, it's, you what are you talking about? You build fucking same game parlays with nine thousand yeah, fucking legs know. for sixty. And then I and then I hit a couple of those, <laughs> and then and then I don't, you know, everything else is boring. I can't do it. Uh, I know the problem is though. Ever since this live split, that's what's been hitting is yeah. under like Super thirty to one now. Where it's just a different time at golf now. Like yeah. sure. Like a couple of years ago, you should actually get a lot of really viable guys at 50 to one, you know, 71, I, like, 81. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm thinking about maybe a couple of years ago, I would think like Fleetwood and Rose would probably be like 80, 90 to one Absolutely. based on what they've actually been doing, yep. you know, but now the fact they're like 55 to one in this, like it just kind of shows like how inflated some of these, like, you know, above average guys are in these odds boards now giving just what, you know, and the uncertainty of the live guys, what they bring and just the overall kind of just how, how top heavy everything is. So. Yeah. How the dominance. I mean, we talked about it, what, 40 to 45% win equity for fucking three guys. Like, yeah. I mean, so we're going to look at the numbers in the mask and be like, well, I'd rather an 80. Well, guess what? 80 is not available. So I'm fine. I'm fine with Rose. Like I wanted to bet him outright. I'm going to have to redo my card now because <laughs> fucking Rose. I, I, listen, I didn't, I, I didn't fuck. I sent it out. The the fucking outrights hadn't been put in yet. I am fucking so thankful for fucking Kramer. No fucking. Rory, no Rory. Kramer, what do you got for your card? Uh, John Rom is I, I, a lot of the same stuff we talked about already. But Rom at ten to one is my only outright. Mm, I'm sure I'll add it. to that. Single uh, bullet, ba- baby. Based on, I mean, I, I assume that's not a great. Uh, are you suggesting that's a good strategy for this tournament? I was going to add more like long shots to the card. Yeah, definitely uh, have more get, long oh, shots for fun. When I get to like, Vegas, uh, but where I single bulleted Rory at the open. Okay. I have Rom at the open last year. Like when it, when somebody's 10 to 1 and you feel like they're going to win, just single bullet it. That's and like a, what, like a 30 to 24 point dog on a Sunday, something like that. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Uh, I also yeah. have now, in light of the news with Rory, I have John Rom plus 120 versus Rory. Heads up. Let's go. Love it. I also have first round leaders on uh, Svensson, Kitayama, mm-hmm. Willett, Fleetwood, mm-hmm. Matsuyama, Connors, and Rose. Did you not uh, listen to what I said about the fucking trend of the first round leader? I, I, I heard. You. Relax. Uh, th- this is just the beginning. And I have. Uh, I'm reading off my my bets. Just calm down. I have one more, and this one came via cousin Mush via Steve. I have the cut line. To be under three and a half, yep. Plus three under plus three and a half. So under one forty-seven and a half plus yep. one forty. Oh damn! You got plus one forty on that. That's fucking. So that's where I'm at right now. I need. I think what I'm hearing the sharp golf betters is that I need some more top tens, top twenties. That's mm-hmm. where you really build up your uh, your your ROI. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so I, I, obviously paper tickets loading. Cause uh, we'll be in Vegas. And Woo-hoo. also I saw the circuit has a lot of nose and I'm recently sharp betters have enlightened me to the fact that I should be laying like minus 
ten thousand prices like that. So maybe well, I'll find some good Maybe nose. that's what we do. We we go Sorry. huge on uh, Rory not to win the Masters. Yeah. No, no one seeds lose in the first round. Great bet. We we'll do it ten times out of ten. Uh, so. <laughs> So if you want to you want to take some long shot like top twenties, check your before you go to Vegas, check these out. Um before and so Steven Baroff uh put me on to this kid. Um and it, he's been steamed down to like five to one. I actually checked one of the stale books and he's still hanging at sixteen to one, top twenty, Gordon Sargent. Is that the, the amateur? Hit, yeah, the kid who hits Wait, it a country fucking mile. Where, does he go to Wake Forest or Vanderbilt or something like that? Vandy, right? Isn't it? Vandy? Oh, I think it's Vanderbilt. I yeah. ran okay. Uh, yeah. All right. I was. I was. I. I didn't. I was. I had the golf 16 channel. Sixteen to one for a top twenty. All right, that's I'm a, in. That's a fun sweat. And then sixteen I know to one for a top it. twenty. The fields, how many? Eighty. Yeah. Thank you. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. So and then I know Steve fucking hates this. I don't care. I'm betting it. Uh, it Cam Champ is basically it's four seventy five or five to one, top twenty. He's done it twice in the last fucking three years. He stinks Steve's, everywhere. Steve's um, face says it all. <laughs> yeah. Steve fucking hates it, but you know what? It's five to one for a reason. And he's done it twice in the last, I think it's actually four years, not three years, um, but whatever. It's fucking five to one for a top 20 instead of me sweating out uh, Xander minus minus one twenty five. whatever. Fuck that. Fred couples is a 190 to one to be leading after the first round. I oh, love it. I'll book your action on that one. Oh wait, yeah. what what about Gordon Sargent first round leader, hundred fifty to one? No I mean, debutant has ever had first round leader. Yeah, that That's probably a little ambitious, but I I can co-sign the top twenty. All right, all right, there we go. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm I'm actually seeing that real time is uh, under five to one now. So you, I mean, Cap, please, if you ever want to be on the the king of the CLV, please, like get yeah. get out there and flex that that sixteen to one. All right. I, and, and shout out to everyone that still listens. I don't know what it is. We set the, a time record. But, well, it was the big jacket a, reveal. Well, it's like an NFL episode. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> well, it's the Masters, biggest golf event of all time. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the Golf Gambling Podcast. Oh yeah, guys have been killing it all week. Tons of uh, more content coming out. Hang out with them in the Discord. Get involved on the driver giveaway. Well, Discord is the only place you can hang out with Steve. Yeah. Not on oh, Twitter. It's like a, it's a, you can get behind the velvet rope yeah. and hang out with Steve <laughs> in the Discord club. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. This might have been the best Masters episode ever. Kramer, let it ride.